Hi, this is Stephen Williams from Supernatural and a whole bunch of other stuff, and you're watching Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Tune in. We will begin a mass invasion. We'll tell your people to surrender now and avoid war. It is now time for us to put Earth under our roof. It's your sacred duty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess that you will give me witchcraft. You expect me to believe that you can overrun the entire world? We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message to bring your people. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Five by Saturday night. From the construction zone in the back of the Area 51 Playmobil Pixel Project, it's once again clickbait for the years. Welcome to TalkCast 393, this week's edition of Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Tonight with hot weather, thanks to Al Nino, and hot sauce, thanks to RobWattsOnline.com, I'm your host, the guy with the stuffed pet penguin, the Dome. Joining the TalkCast tonight, some of the gang. In the Peabody Time Tunnel, sitting at the Sci-Fi Saturday Night Help Desk and Gaming Pavilion, it's our own taciturn technical trouble wrangler, Kriana. Yeah, I'm just going to play RimWorld tonight, so... So you'll be basically ignoring it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Not a problem. As per usual. It's kind of what usually happens, so yeah, not a big deal. Unless it's somehow not boring. Which can go one of two I ways. I mean, yeah, it, it can go the, the racist way where I hang up on someone or, you know, the good way. Which has happened on occasion, for sure. And, of course, joining us tonight, and we've missed him for the past couple of weeks, the man who has purportedly coined the term, last one out, turn off the light sticks. It's the man who, who tried to prove cosmic conversion theory by lining up 2,185 red Skittles diagonally across a pool table, our very own futurist and gamer, the guy who likes really shiny stuff, Awake by Java. Awake by Java. That's me. I'm here. Right. <laughs> I thought you'd fallen asleep on us. No. Not yet. Okay, good. <laughs> so what's going on with you, sir? Well, that much, huh? I bought a toolbox. Any particular reason? To hold my tools. Ah, okay. Yeah. It, it works well. Um, I was but ask. It, that was my next question. It's, Thanks. Uh, it's missing some bling, so I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to, you know, lower it and put some rims. Oh, well, it. I've got a bedazzler you can use. Sweet. Perfect. Tonight, uh, we're going to talk about Vermont Comic Con. Now, we had our choice of people we could talk to about it. Uh, the decision was made by the higher-ups that we bring in Jay Moulton because he's the guy who runs it. Jay, welcome to Sci-Fi Saturday Night. <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. Thanks for having me. <laughs> hey, you know, it could have been one of them standard. We'd now like to talk with Jay Moulton from Vermont, but I'm not going to do that. So, yeah, you know... You were killed at this point. <laughs> Let's get the. So uh, those, go ahead. No, no, so many of those interviews, you know, I mean, I'm, this is why I wanted to come on your show. It, it, one of the few shows that I like, or even let's do or admit to listening to, that I actually can stomach being on. There's a lot of shows <laughs> or, or that that just give the generic questions. So I'm ready for a good time tonight. Well, yeah, I can't guarantee that. Let's get the specifics out of the way first. Vermont Comic Con, this is the fifth year. Uh, this year it is September 15th and 16th, Saturday and a Sunday, uh, Saturday 10 to 7, Sunday 10 to 5, at the Barry Civic Center in Barry, Vermont. There's plenty of parking, free Wi-Fi. Ticket prices have dropped this year, uh, and there are extra special discounts for students, senior military, and first responders. Uh, why did ticket prices drop this year? Well, here's the here's the big story. Um, we moved from a venue that just an ungodly amount of money for not a lot of space. I mean, it was decent space. Um, we moved to central Vermont 
one to be more central too, because the price of the Sheraton, if anybody's out there that knows about those hotels, they, they go upwards of 60 to 70 grand a weekend. And for a Comic-Con and you're asking artists to pay for high prices for tables, these are the prices I originally wanted to charge. And now I can and still run the business as I run it, but not have to kill people for $300 a night for hotel rooms or 225 a table. Uh, this, this knocks it down to where it's affordable and we get more people to sign up. Well, one of the nice things about uh, a con outside of a major metropolitan venue is that first thing you know is that the cost to bring creators in drops significantly. I only wish it did for celebrities, but yeah, it does strike. Uh, celebrities are always going to cost you money. <laughs> yeah, I'm supposed to be the only diva in my show, man. And, uh, you know, my wife contests with that. Natasha's here, too. She's going to join me in the interview. Uh, Natasha Moulton and Moulton Conventions as well. Um, so feel free to field those questions, too. But I think moving it to central Vermont, obviously, there's more cows than people in Vermont, right? And yeah. the. The big reason for that was to make it so everybody in the state, it could, it's a state show. It's Vermont Comic-Con. It's not Burlington Comic-Con. So I want it to be accessible to all Vermonters and people from the surrounding state. And it's it's easily accessible off uh, I-89, but nothing is technically easily accessible in Vermont. <laughs> I was about to say, you're, you're talking about Vermont uh for anybody who's ever been there, Vermont is mainly one stretch of interstate and the rest are god-awful back roads uh, that take you out to what looks like the middle of nowhere. EBS, no, it yeah. doesn't look like the middle of nowhere. It is the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I'm being nice. Uh, okay. No, no, don't be nice. You don't have to be too nice. I mean, we, until about a month or so ago, we lived literally on top of a mountain with a driveway that we could hardly get the fusion up. And, and with- no, well, what he, what he failed to say is we couldn't get the fusion up during the winter. So instead uh, he would take care of the kids at the top of the hill while I loaded up a sled and carried loads of firewood and groceries up the, up the hill. <laughs> yeah, meanwhile, meanwhile, I'm on crutches and in a knee brace, uh, you know, but, but that's your average home in Vermont. Yeah, I was going to say, that's it's why we definitely moved. welcome to Vermont time at that point. Yeah, I mean, put it this way. We had two spring shows <clears throat> excuse me, that we, we did the last two years, and each show had the presence of an ice storm or a blizzard, and that was in April. So <laughs> we canned those shows, no longer doing those. We learned our lesson, you know, the, you know, the sh- you know do it once, shame on me, whatever. Uh, it, we won't be doing that again. But Vermont Comic Con in September, we're happy. It's a, it's a great city. I mean, we're well supported by the mayor, the city council, and, and just about everybody else in the, in the, in the city. That is making it far more accessible to people who uh, didn't so much have the ability to travel all the way to Burlington uh, to sure. enjoy a show. Because that's an extra hour from where you are now, essentially. Right. So my next question to you is this, because I was damned if I could find it on your website. Not that I'm complaining, mind you. But the VIP pass for the weekend, 75 bucks. And what's the difference yeah. between a VIP pass and a regular pass? Well, the, v- the, the regular pass will literally get you in for the day or the weekend, depending on the one you so choose. Um, VIP pass, it comes with one. Oh, boy, our VIP pass is loaded this year. So uh, VIP pass gets you in the door a half hour early. Uh, it also gets you preferential for all of our panels and it gets you to the front of the line to meet any celebrities so basically you get to flash your collect it's the fast it's basically yeah the fast track badge you get to flash your shiny collector's badge um to get to the head of the line or sit up front for any of our panels Uh, on top of that when you walk in you're also going to be leaving with a really awesome um swag bag so you are going to get a bag that is going to be crammed full of stuff so this year we've got um, six bags that will have a potential that you can get a, a limited edition uh, Walking Dead pop. Uh, some of the uh, the other bags will have uh, large Walking Dead um, comic, over, oh, yeah, oversized comic. Uh, we have um, comic books with sketch covers, so you can get your favorite artist to do a sketch for you on uh, a cover of a comic book. Yeah, we've also we got have some exclusives. exclusives. <clears throat> we've got uh, mugs, we've got shirts. Yeah, uh, like we just we just loaded so them up this stuff. year. Yeah, we we really loaded up. We loaded about four hundred dollars worth of stuff into a seventy five dollar bag, and badge. 
And the cool thing, too, is that if somebody comes in with a family of four, there's a four-pack for the entire weekend, a family four-pack for $100. That's true. And also, there's a lot of people that fail to do that for a reason. Um, we, we've sold a bunch of those, yes. However, one thing we've done this year that we have announced on the site and we announced on social media, we do a lot of videos on our Facebook, especially, that if you are a member of the military, if you have a retiree card, a DD-214, right. or a common act, you get in our show all weekend for free. <clears throat> Your family will get a military discount. However, you get in the show all weekend as our guest. That's awesome. Good for you guys. I mean, 10% is not good enough for me. And <clears throat> excuse me, my wife is a is a retired military veteran um, who's, who's given a lot of her, uh, let's say sanity and, and she's had, she has permanent injury from the military. So it's definitely something that I, we do and that, and she's the real um, spark behind that fire. That, that is wonderful. And uh, on behalf of people who are going to be taking that, thank you. So let's talk for a little bit about some of the guests who are going to be there. Uh, you've got a weird melange of guest weird people. Nice going. I really do. <laughs> it's a weird state. Yeah. So, you know, You're entering you, the fifth dimension when you go there. Oh, yeah. So when, when you have a weird state with people who have a wide variety of interests, and, you know, one of the things that we like to tell is that we are a show for everybody. So yeah, when we say we're a show for everybody, we're going to bring in everything so somebody can find something that they like. Not only that, but the state's extremely bipolar. <clears throat> the, the people think that it's very, it's very liberal. It's very, you know, hippie-like. It, it's, it couldn't be more opposite. I mean, there's, it's a 50-50 split. So, I mean, yes, we've got the Batmobile for the car enthusiasts. We've got guests for different people. We try to just have the whole spectrum in the show. Yeah, so, I mean, we have, like, WWE Hall of Famer uh, Tony Atlas. And then on the other side of the house, we have Ms. Kadrasha Ona, who is the queen of the paranormal. Yeah, we're, we're just, I think, itself is really Yeah, and my old friend Rusty Gilligan will be there again this year. Yeah, he's one of my best friends on the, on the planet. Yep, I love and Rusty. Actually, uh, Rusty is going to be one of the people who's done an exclusive for our VIP bag. Yep. So Wonderful. if you're a fan of Rusty. Grab a VIP bag because you will get one of his exclusives, or you can snag one at his table. Uh, he will have them for sale. Yeah. Also, we, he's he of course makes cards for every show, so he's making a uh, Mac and Trouble pop figure card with a Vermont Comic Con logo on the top. So we're very oh, glad nice. For that. Very. Well, he nice. does a lot of fun, and I, I love it. Uh, he's one of the nicest people I've ever met. What possessed you to bring John Amos? <laughs> to Vermont. Um, you know, actually, the the big draw behind that. Um, I have a friend, Dustin Warburton, who's also a guest of the show. Him and uh, John Amos wrote a book together called "The World Without Color." So, oh yes, of course. Book, yep, we're highlighting that book at the show. So it's um, it's it's you know from a Vermont writer, teen with John Amos and Lenny Kay, the the artist who unfortunately will not be at the show. So uh, it, it's a, it's just a great story that I think the people should yeah. be able to see. So uh, we're we're actually highlighting uh, you know we're not political people. Uh, being in the the business that we're in, we we try to not get on politics unless you know us personally. Um, but with the current way of things in the country, you know, when we found out that uh, Dustin and John uh, were collaborating on this book, um, we thought it was something that was really important to bring to the state. Um, so. You know, we while John, you know, while John Amos is the big name behind it, uh, he's actually asked us, and, and Dustin's uh, also asked us mainly to push the, their book. Um, so yeah, it's almost like be, they're not coming. Right, the book's the coming book with the writers going to be there. Uh, right. So it, it does seem a wee bit odd, and it's like it's the guy who doesn't make very many appearances at conventions, but it's really not him making an appearance. It's his message. Um, I was going to say gonna it makes sense once you explain it. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and the thing is with that, with the climate, like Natasha said, it's an extremely important book. We read it to our kids. Um, it holds a really great message for those who uh, think that the world is without color. Mm -hmm. It's very wonderful until the story unfolds to be all sorts of colors, people, places, um, backgrounds. So it's, it's, a, it's a great book for a children's book. Any adult could pick up and really learn something. That sounds like 
there should be a panel about it, and in fact, there is. There is. <laughs> uh, and you've got uh, you've got <clears throat> a number of panels going on each day, but you're not like jammed through with panels, so that people can no. see the ones they want to see. Still have plenty of time to go down to the two exhibit areas. Uh, you got Johnny C doing a sketch off uh, with uh, Jay Morris. Uh, Jesse Lundberg from, uh, oh God, uh, what is Jesse's comic? Oh, happy the Harold whatever. the Happy Human Eater. Thank you. Harold. There you go, Harold the Happy Human Eater. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we love them. Love them. Uh, you've got uh, a comic prose panel with uh, Mark McKenna, Charles Barnett. And then you've got on Saturday the cosplay uh, costume event. And if yeah, people are interested in that, can they sign up? Uh, during the convention for that or do they have to sign up ahead of time yes no so we we allow for sign up at the convention granted it makes it easier for us if you sign up beforehand and you can just hop on our website and you'll see the cosplay sign up but yeah we, you know we invite everybody um whether they signed up whether they made their costume bought their costume or are wearing a trash bag and calling themselves garbage man um we we invite everybody We've had those. to come in <laughs> Thing, uh, for everybody to enjoy and um, you know so we have we actually have two uh, two cosplay contests we have the the children's cosplay contest um, on Sunday and we have the adult cosplay contest on Saturday yeah and the, the, the one reason we really like to highlight and less panels and more more things to do um, we used to have a lot of panels and we've had everything from Colin Trevorrow announcing Star Wars at our show because he's from Vermont uh, which was year two, and it was really put us on the map. Um, we've we've had panels literally through the whole day, and we found that it just takes away from the experience of the show. So we learn, we adapt, and we f- put four panels on Saturday, three on Sunday, and called it a day. But the cosplay contest is something that we take very uh, much to heart because you know I've actually cosplayed for the first time last year, which was an incredible thing. Um, my my wife cosplays all the time, and, and she was definitely the inspiration for that. That's actually how we met. It, it is. It is. And Honestly. yeah. And, um, the, the thing that I found that I didn't like being around cons a lot, most of my life is that people had to make them or have the person that commission that they commissioned them from. It was such so much red tape. We're just cutting out all the bullshit and just saying, if you want to enjoy this, act like the character, fill this form, come in your costume. Don't care how good or bad the costume is. Let's see how the presentation is. Let's see how the attitude, let's see the acting and just basically go in and have fun, which is something that's been lost in other conventions with the cosplay contest. I was going to say, it becomes, you know, again, in major met- metropolitan convention cosplay, it's, uh, uh, I don't know if it's professional or, uh, okay, I'll go with horseshit on that one. <laughs> yeah. They, they it, get it, to be kind of, I don't know. I, it's hard to describe what they are, but, it's certainly not for the uh, not not for the amateur. Yeah, we want the greenhorns and the professionals both, and we want them to all have fun. We want them to be, make it be part of their convention experience. I mean, we're not New York, we're not Boston. We never want to be those things. I, that's never been my 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 view since I started the show five years ago. You know, I could tell you that story another time. Um, but getting there and creating an atmosphere and creating a, an event in the show where people won't up there. They don't really get what comic cons are elsewhere unless they're well-traveled. But when we create this culture up there, it's for the, every person it's for the, the, the toddler, the great, great grandmother. It's for the son, the daughter, the aunt, the uncle, everybody, all colors, all sexual orientations, everybody. We've got zero tolerance policies for harassment. We take our policies extremely seriously and we, we wanted to start something there that was unlike anywhere else in our own right. So tell me a little bit about uh, the convention's uh, relationship with Steve Jackson Games. Oh, actually, I'll take that one. Yeah. So, there you um, go. I, yeah, I, I was, <laughs> I was so yeah. pumped about that, actually. So um, I, again, before coming into the convention world, I... Uh, one of my favorite things was game night with friends and our game of choice after a while became munchkin. So 
Um, I introduced this game to Jay uh, when we first started dating. And Just speed on. I'm not an avid uh, tabletop gamer. No, he is not at all. So <laughs> I'm, I'm the other side of that. I'm the one who goes and plays all the role-playing games, D&D. You know, I'm all sorts of ta- like love tabletop. Uh, we were sitting around one day, and he's like, oh, we need sponsors. We need sponsors. And I looked, I was like, well, what about Steve Jackson games? I really so, scoffed at that one, too. Yeah, and he kind of laughed. He go, you know, he's like, okay, yeah, sure, you you go for that, and kind of like shrugged me off. So I, I wrote out this email and was like, you know, we love your games. Um, I've been playing them for years. I'd love to bring it to Vermont. I'd love to be able to teach people how to play your games and 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 like have uh, a whole section dedicated to these awesome, funny games. And I didn't hear anything, and I was like, okay, well, I tried. And then not even, like, about a month later, uh, an email pops up. And it was an, uh, a representative from Steve Jackson Games saying, thanks for reaching out to us. Uh, we can't come to the convention this year to host a gaming section, but if you, tell us, if you give us the catalog of games you have, we will fill in the gap. So and, and nice. That, that they did. They, uh, they, in abundance. In abundance. Like, I got... Two huge boxes full of extra Munchkin games, as well as a lot of their other things like um, Zombie Dice, uh, a Cthulhu game, um, and so, uh, no, so many, so many, yes, yeah, so many games. And uh, so we've actually opened up part of our gaming that is sponsored by Steve Jackson, where we sit down um, and we teach people how to play these games um, and and just let them have have fun. Uh, for free, you know, they yeah, don't have to pay yeah, for it. Thing, they don't have to right. like buy the board Thank game to, to just play it. They could just sit there and play the game for absolutely nothing and just have fun with friends. And that's the big thing for us with gaming. We don't hold huge magic tournaments that are qualifiers. Uh, we want people to actually have a nice experience and learn. Um, you know, so many people will go to conventions from my experience. They'll go in, They'll walk around with their with their hand up their nose, and then they'll just look around, saying, "Well, there's an artist there, and this thing there, and I guess there's a celebrity along the line." So we'll just walk around and get something to eat. You know, I, I want everybody to interact with every station of the convention, whether it's speaking to an artist, getting a sketch, celebrity, gaming, food, beer hall, um, go see the Batmobile, go see the attractions. Um, there's charity events. I mean, there's all sorts of things that we, we have in that house and gaming and, is just our, a big part of that. Right. And our biggest thing about it, and it's why I was so excited to hear back from Steve Jackson games. And like, I could not stop saying thank you. in my, my response email to them, um, cause they really made it possible for us to open up a whole section of gaming where again, like you don't have to spend any more money to go enjoy that side of the convention. Yeah. There's and, other conventions for that. You know, there's right. There's so many conventions that you go to where, if you want to sit and game with other people, you either have to bring your own stuff and, and like pack it around with you, or you're having to buy it from the vendors that are there. Not saying don't buy from our vendors. That's a whole different story. But the, the whole gaming area downstairs uh, in the downstairs auditorium, is all pretty much free. Yeah, it's all it free. Is. And if you like it, there are three or four vendors around, three vendors around, the gaming tables that will have those things, but also we actually well, one of our gaming vendors is uh, Keith Carey from Gamers Garage. Yeah, big he shout out to actually, Keith. Yeah, big shout out to Keith because he my he very kinda, first sponsor in Vermont. Yeah, he actually years. he'll fill in some gaps as well. You know, so for the non Steve Jackson games, you know, he had Bears versus Babies, and he uh, actually got out one of his own games, unwrapped it, and he held sessions where he taught people how to play that game. You know, so they were able to sit there and play that game for free on him. And if they liked it, of course, then they can go purchase it to bring it home with them. So Yeah, you'll find that Vermont is a, a different taste of pop culture flavor. Um, it's it's very um, different than, say, your Boston's, New York's, Baltimore's. I've been, I've been to all those. <clears throat> I didn't like being hurt. I didn't like cattle. I mean, hell, when I went to Boston for the first time, I was a kid, and it was just in the downstairs of a hotel. <clears throat> but it's evolved to something that's been... Um, what I consider somewhat of a monstrosity because you're not learning anything. You're, you're basically hurting. You're, you're, you might as well go to the DMV. Let's face it. What are you really getting out of that? The average attendee, you know, it brings about $300 to the show. You know, I don't want them to spend it all on the celebrity autographs, learn nothing and go home just with a couple pieces of paper with a scribble on it. I want them to attend panels and learn gaming. 
I mean, I'm so old school. I'm not sure if I made this reference, but I'm so old school. Until I met Natasha, that Steve Jackson was just the lead singer for the Pie Tasters. You know, it wasn't like anything I've ever experienced before. But what she adds to the show is a lot of knowledge that I don't have. So we've, between us, revamped the entire show, where we're now bringing oodles of Pokemon cards that we purchased for people to play with. Um, we've got the Steve Jackson games. We've got um, we will have Magic cards there. We have a bunch of other things that they will do that the vendors will be more active on. But it's it's something that. If you walk into our show, yes, we won't have 50,000 people. We, won't have, we probably won't have 10. We probably have around two to five. We're just very uh, pessimistic with our numbers because we, we always are just like that. But you'll also gain a better experience, and we're not running it to make a billion dollars. We don't need to have Norman Reedus there. I will never pay a price for somebody like that. So, it, Well, a, the other thing, too, is you, you've got uh, a whole bunch of exhibitors <clears throat> – which, from my standpoint, about 50% of them I've never seen. And I love that. I love yeah, that. One of the things, you know, especially this year, one of the things that we really tried to do was to bring in something new. You know, I think, um, especially with traveling around the conventions to promote, um, a lot of the things that we notice is, like, we see a lot of repetition. Um, we see, you know, it's like a lot of the same things. People just kind of travel the con circuit, um, and, and you kind of start to see people you've seen at other conventions. So, you know, we've reached out, uh, this year a lot to new people. So like one of the, one of the things that we did this year is we've got a, um, uh, a wonderful person from Plattsburgh, uh, Miss Crime Scene. She's actually a, a local drag queen and a uh, cosplayer, photographer, and plus-size model. Um, she's a big advocate for the LGBT, uh, LGBTQ community um, as well as the plus-size community. And she'll be coming in. Uh, she'll be setting up a table, doing some photographs, and she's going to be our cosplay judge. Um, she's new to uh, the convention scene and to, to Vermont Comic Con. We also have a lot of like new artists. You know, we've got Steve Engelhart coming out. Oh, that's, we are, that's the are, big one for me. Yeah, that I think Jay's about fan, I mean, I, fanboying out over I here. Write, I have a comic that I write, and you know, growing up, I mean, I've got an entire Marvel sleeve on my left arm. I'm a fanboy from way back when comics were just crap, according to you know collectors. According um, to the world, yeah. <clears throat> right. I mean, for, for having for having the guests I've had in Vermont, which is very desolate place sometimes where I've had the Nick Bradshaws of the world, the Bob Layton's of the world. Um, I've had the Jimmy Johnson's of the world, the Larry Hamas and Bob camps. And now I get Steve Engelhart who created star Lord and Mantis among others worked on everything from ET, the video game to the dark Knight. And you know, he's, he's the one person I've never met at a show. He doesn't do shows up here that often. So I'm, I'm uber stoked for him to be the guest of honor. But, I mean, even with that, though, we yeah, we get a lot of big-name artists. And, you know, we've got Blair Shedd. We've got Mark McKenna. You know, we've, like you said before, we've got Rusty Gilligan. We've, we've got a lot of those artists that come in. But one of the big things that we do as well is we love to highlight our local artists. So we have, like, the Vermont Comic Creators Group. We actually dedicate an entire table just to the group itself to promote and the group. And a whole section, too. And an entire row that we set all of our comic creators. It's kind of like the row of Vermont Honor. Um, you know, we have like Greg Giordano who did our uh, poster for this year's Comic Con. We have Mike Wagner who did the Green Mountain Comic Expo um, poster. Uh, we have Heather Farrington who does some juvenile amazing, diversion. She does yep. juvenile diversion, does some amazing work, does some amazing fans. We've got Rachel Peabody. We've right. got, we've got um, I mean, Matt Spencer. We've got Tristan Mackey. Mackey. She does, who duct, does tape art. duct tape art. We have. Um, we have Manic Mart, uh, Dan Flanders, who does, like, he uh, reuses and recycles material to make these awesome masks. These are all Vermont creators. These are all people who don't necessarily get highlighted any of the other bigger shows, but at our show, uh, they, they get the spotlight on We that. give them a voice on the platform. They also do their own panel every year, too, uh, on creation or in what's going on in Vermont and art culture. And the nice thing the about a small convention or a, a local convention is that you don't want to have that. Well, I've got guys coming in from San Francisco and guys coming in from England. I know these are the local guys. These, these are the guys who are, who are working and grinding it out, doing independent comics, being an independent artist, uh, doing the kinds of things that are, are 
just endemic to the area and giving them that chance to shine. And I love it. I think it's wonderful. Yeah. And the nice thing too is, is Jay has done an amazing job at creating a network uh, for people. So a lot of times we, we've actually had people who come into our convention and they bring in their portfolios and they go around and they talk to these artists and they become part of the creators group. Um, they have a chance to uh, interact one-on-one um, with, with people who are doing what they do either on like a, a big time professional level with like major comic labels or on a local level, um, like what we see with the comic creators, uh, the Vermont comic creators group. Um, you know, Jay always blushes when I say these things because it's like, I, you know, on Facebook, I call him the mastermind. Oh, I like, hate that, man. He, he's, uh, you know, he's been the driving force behind a lot of this because he, he doesn't say, but, you know, he's, he's also a comic creator as well. You know, he's got his own, he wrote his own comic, Hush, um, which he's put out and is, is and I, way, I behind, have to, on and way behind on the next one. Yeah, it's actually, it's starting to take off a little bit where I've, I have a, a director, uh, producer in Vermont interested in making a trailer or short film uh, about the book. How, I mean, I'm not sure if that's based on the book or my reputation. I have no idea. I'd like to think the book. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's something that you have to experience. You have to be there to experience it because if you're going to go with the mindset of, oh, I've been to Boston and I've been to San Diego and I've been to all that crap, you know, I created this to be the anti-San Diego, the anti-Boston. And I'm from Boston originally. I love the place. But when you go there, it, what are you really getting for an experience? You know, but you see, Jay, that, <clears throat> that's exactly what you were saying earlier in that, right. you know, you felt crushed in. You felt like you were you were kind of being funneled through and you couldn't get a chance to stop and talk to somebody or to stop and, and look at somebody, an artist's book that you hadn't seen before because you're being pushed past them and. One of the things that these smaller conventions, these more intimate conventions are doing now is giving the people who are paying the money the opportunity to do these kinds of things, to be able yeah, to it, sit it, it, and really, talk. Really? Yeah, it's necessary. I mean, if, if you're going to pay, why would I, I just I, maybe I'm an old school guy. I'm 43. So I've, I've, I've lived. I've been around a little bit. I've lived all Jay, the we've met. I'm a crap load older than that. <laughs> that's, that's, at heart yeah um you know, so the big thing for me is why would i take you know whatever whatever the show is asking i take any show for example any other any any crap shoot um like san diego you're going to spend about 300 on a weekend pass or something would you pay somebody that amount of money to put you in a line and herd you like a cattle hell no i i don't go to those shows i mean i basically go to two shows a year and it's because I'm just, I'm working every day. So I don't have a lot of time. I go to plastic city in Fitchburg and I have to give them a major shout out because they're doing it right down there. Um, hero envies Keith Gleason and Amy Gleason. Um, they, they run that show. And besides my show, which I, I just, it's something I work on every day. That is the other show that I enjoy immensely um, because they are doing it right. They're not hurting people through. And we, of course we won't get, you know, 10,000 people, but my show is not designed for that. Our show is designed if, you, if we have 100 people, and trust me, I probably actually off myself we only had 100 people, but <laughs> we have enough people that we've had in the thousands. You know, we, we're healthy, we do well, but the big thing about that is, is that we don't overcrowd and we, we set limits for, for, vac- for, um, for occupancy, but we also don't detract from the experience. If, you know, we've had the fire marshal visit us and say, well, okay, another person here, you might have to get full, and I said, well, then get the hell out of here so I can put another one in here. You know, we've done that for seen that in Burlington, Barry, I don't even know what to expect. We could have 200 people. We could have 10,000 people, but I don't care because those 200 people or those 10,000 people are the rock stars when I'm there. And I mean, you've got a much bigger venue this time. Uh, you've got a very much more diverse group of exhibitors and, and guests. And uh, I'm looking forward to joining you up there. Hell, if everybody thought the way you did, man, I'd have no issues up there. I mean, the problem <laughs> is I have I have a responsibility up there because I have to teach Vermont how to Comic-Con. They have no idea. And, I mean, until I got there, there wasn't one. You know, 
one night I sat up thinking like I had a show in New Hampshire, a one day show. I was having fun with that. You know, Vermont doesn't have a show. I'm just going to go do that. Screw it. Might as well try it. What's the worst that can happen? I have one year and it stinks and then I have to leave and never show my face there again. Fine. But this is worst things I'm have my, Yeah, I'm, I'm on my I'm on my eighth show. And it's, you know, something that we've built based on reputation and, and based on value. I mean, we don't charge a lot to get in uh, as compared to a lot of shows. We don't do a crazy celebrity photo booth. We do table selfies and autographs. That way you can spend that time with those people. Uh, we don't pay crazy guarantees. We, we keep it to a minimum so we can provide more value instead of spending the money on celebrity. We spend it on extra things for the VIP bag or, you know, we, we could bring in the Batmobile or a different experience that they're not going to find elsewhere for that price. It's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it more than you can imagine. It has been <laughs> Just want to half an hour. Yeah, well, you know, I haven't done that in about seven years. The last time we hung out, which you don't even remember, we were at uh, a comic book store above a fireplace shop. Yeah, that was my store. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yep, good old Noah's Comics. Yep, that's right. We did. Kriana, are you walking us off here? Because we were going to go to news in just a second after I finished with uh, Jay and Natasha. Oh, I didn't know you wanted to do news today. Well, yeah, why not? What? Why? Just... You never do news anymore. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I just come on the show and wait for an hour while you talk to the guest and then... You could talk to the guest. And then I go. They, you know, I mean, they're in Vermont, though. You I wonder know, why I don't say. come on the show anymore. Jeez. Well, no, I don't wonder. It's it's we're, we're to totally talk. ignoring you. Yeah, I'm just I'm just sitting here like, hey, uh, you want to talk about some news? You want to talk about Jack Ryan? No, okay, never mind. I really Jack don't want to talk about Jack Ryan, but uh, I can't wait. science fiction because he's just too damn good looking. <laughs> hey, Jack Ryan, okay. We don't, we don't have much of a chance to watch shows here. We're just too busy work, but after the con's over, I'm soaking in that series. Oh, man. And it is absolutely what you want. It's just like a Tom Clancy novel. There is nothing complicated there. It is completely straightforward. There are good guys and bad guys, and Jack is always the good guy. That's exactly yep. what you it's Sorry, I don't, I don't mean to call off. Sounds really interesting. <laughs> Are we gonna are we gonna get the news intro or are we not gonna get the news intro? I mean did you say please? Please If you're not nice to the girl at the help desk, you don't get those anymore. Um all right, so there's the whole jack. This is new. Nintendo Can we talk about Swamp Thing? You want to talk about Swamp Thing? I okay. I want to talk about, uh, I want Len, to talk about the Nintendo Switch. Glenn Wiseman has been tapped to direct uh, Swamp Thing. Um, okay. Which um, is being done by the execu same executive producer that's done Saw and The Conjuring and Aquaman. So that's James Wen. Um, All right. So how do, you, how do you feel about Aquaman? I've seen one of those movies. Yeah, but yeah, that's exactly how I felt about it. But see, here's the thing: every time a DC a DC uh, franchise comes up, um, I'm like, well, could it be? Maybe this time. Finally, oh. gonna see. Oh, you're DC still you're deliver? still flogging yourself that way. I see. Oh, I know. <laughs> Why? I, I mean, I, you don't have to give me names. Because I'm a glutton for punishment. Oh, that's because what I love eventually, about you. you gotta figure they're gonna get it right. No, no, no! You don't have to figure that at all. I, I I'm an optimist. That <laughs> thing. Uh, oh, you're well, serious? Well, not only that, but Swamp Thing is great. Swamp Thing is a great. Swamp Thing is incredibly cool. No question about it. I mean, if you say so. I mean, unlike uh, uh, unlike so many of DC's uh, franchises, there like there's just 
there's so much there for Swamp Thing. It could be really fun. I mean, I'm just trying to tell me Dwayne the Rock Johnson is not going to be Swamp Thing. Uh, <laughs> see, that would probably watch. I, I, don't, I don't think they're to that point yet in, to cast, but probably, probably that that I would consider watching. Could happen. You never know. I don't know, and, and there's also been a, a lot of talk about the uh, the Buffy reboot, not a reboot, mm. and Josh doing oh, it. Yeah. I'm ignoring mm. that, that studiously. The... Sorry, is that the one with the drunk Xander or the sober Xander in it? Uh, Xander's never been sober a day in his life. Thank you. That's the correct That's... answer. <laughs> and we know this Sorry, for a fact. That is the correct answer. <laughs> Yes. I'm Actually, hijacked. when I see you, I will tell you a funny story about that. <laughs> <laughs> not something we can broadcast. I mean, yeah, probably not. Year two. We have year two. That's right. <laughs> so, so what are you thinking about? Uh, you know, they're not rebooting it as Buffy. There's a new Slayer, so it's a not Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's like Clarissa explains it all, Vampire Slayer or something. I don't know. But you know, You're dating yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like really somebody, hard. Somebody's listening to that, going, "Holy shit, that would be the coolest thing ever!" And it's not me. No way, dude. The Grassy Junior High Buffy would have been way better. <laughs> <laughs> I like that weak laugh. That was good. Uh, she, she, <laughs> you're not thrilled at the thought of. Joss coming back and, and doing episodic television. Take that There's as nothing no. saying Joss is even doing it, so I Actually he's the one who's who's saying he's doing it. Yeah, but you know, it he here's the thing. If if Joss isn't doing it, then the fandom doesn't come along. That's true. That's just the way it is. True. So like you're you're not gonna get <laughs> Ask me when so, I stopped watching Marvel movies. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. And and then and then the wife sat me down and made me watch um, the one with Cumberbatch in it, and I was like, ugh. Oh, Doctor Strange. Ugh. It was very pretty. I, I just want to say this: if, if Joss Whedon is making a comeback to television, screw Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Bring back Firefly. They're not going to uh, do that, and they shouldn't do uh, that at this point. Uh, I, 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 I don't wish know. they I, could do it. They I've can't, let, I, and they shouldn't. At this point, all, it's been too long. They all can't of do my, it. All of my love for Firefly is 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 in the past. It's gone. I, I've let it go. It was, it was a painful time in my life. We've <laughs> like, all learned I, how to cope with it. Honestly, honestly, if I want if I want to see something coming out of Joss Whedon's brain. I want it to be something wow, new. I do not think that's where you're going with that. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> well, I, I mean, I'm being honest. I, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I, that's, I, I want to see something new. I want to see, I want to see him do something new. Uh, because like I'm that. tired. I'm, I'm absolutely tired of the nostalgia train. I got off three stops ago. So... <laughs> Like, I, I just want to see. I want to see new IP. I want to see something new and interesting. That's that's what I've been waiting for. I, I say this after I gushed a little bit over Jack Ryan. So you know, <laughs> yeah, and that take, sounded take so interesting. With a grain of salt. But um, one of the one of the things that, and this this kind of combines what we've been talking about, what, what we what we talked about with DC. But um, apparently, uh, the one of the new shows that DC is doing is the Doom Patrol, right? Which yes, is interesting, but they cast <laughs> Alan Tudyk as Mister Nobody, right? Which mm. is does that work? I don't think that pretty works. interesting. I mean, I like him in so many of the things that he's done. So I, I, I don't know. It just I, doesn't I'm, seem. I'm like not familiar with this character, but he doesn't seem like a Mister Nobody to me. Oh come on, Alan Tudyk's best role. Was in Con Man. Oh well, that yeah, that, that was so good. <laughs> that was absolutely amazing. I'm not. I'm just not an Alan Tudyk fan. I, just, I never got. Get that. out. 
<laughs> Get out. You can let him stay. It's okay. No, oh, no, no. I know I can, but do I want to? No. I'm too old to even like him anyway, so whatever. Wow. Wow. Uh, he's he's, he's hey, a, I, I, a terrific. I can never go with the crowd. I can never go with the crowd, man. I gotta just like I don't like him. I'm not a big fan. We zig you zag. I got it. I understand that. And that's why you're in, living in Vermont. I got it. <laughs> what I really want to know is what is everybody excited about for the new season, the, the, the new television season? I don't even um, know what got renewed or not. Enlightened anything me. that you're looking forward to? What got uh, um, what is that? What is that? That show about the guy who's the devil living in L.A.? Lucifer? Uh, Lucifer. That guy That's can't. still going? Oh, okay. I was going to say, that can't still be going. <laughs> no, no. It, got, it, it did, though. It did. Got, it went It went for a long time. I, I don't think Netflix picked that one up, though. It went way that. longer they than did. I watched it. it. That's for yeah, sure. They're actually uh, beginning uh, production. That's... Well... Sad. And, you know, for me, being an old guy, I kind of like it. What can I tell you? I don't know. Yeah. That went like four seasons longer than I watched it. That went two seasons longer than I watched it. I think the ones that we're looking forward to the most are the, the next season of The Walking Dead. Uh, That's oh, still going? Watching that. What the fuck? It? Seriously? Oh my god. How can wow. how, how many more how many more can That's we go? Dedication. <laughs> you watch Fear the Walking Dead? No. Hell no. No, no I've oh, tried that okay. one. Wait, they have a spin-off now? I heard Jesus. that the second season was good, but I didn't get past the first episode, so I, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. How many times watched, can you watch someone kill a zombie and still be at me? You know what? Never mind. Uh, <laughs> Never mind. No, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's the reason I went back into the show, and I want to see what they do with the Whisperer Award. I don't know who that is. Um, uh, Negan. The, the guy yeah, I, I got nothing. He, I, it's I, okay, I, Kriana, You could go back. It's okay. Just go back. I think to my I little watched cave. that episode. I, but like, I hadn't. I don't know. I don't know if I had watched anything up to that. I, 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 I'm, I'm mildly surprised whenever, whenever somebody says that they're watching The Walking Dead. So, so that's awesome. I mean, I. Is it? Yeah, I, 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 I think. If I watch, like, if I'm watching The Young and the Restless, I'd tell you. You know, I, I have nothing to, you know. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's probably interesting. Yeah, I love The Walking Dead. I mean, you know, we've had people from the show at, at the show. And, uh -huh. you know, I love the character of Negan. Um, it's actually the only character I've really cosplayed as. I've got a real Lucille bat with a nice. you know, wooden barb. And it's, it's fun to do. And I, I love the comedian. He's the same actor played the comedian. Um, he's playing a lot of different things. But he, Supernatural. for every... For every, if one show has a good villain, that's it. And unless you have a good villain, you don't have a show. Mm. I uh, my friends are all talking about the new season of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia because that just dropped. Because everything's coming back online. That's right still now. going. Thirteen Wait. seasons. They've done yeah. thirteen. And seasons. I didn't even find the first one funny. Well, it's a particular type of funny. And season eighteen of Supernatural is coming. Okay, up. I'm it's actually like still surprised that that's. That's still going to because I that's amazed I'm still okay. To be point. fair, I'm still watching it, but <laughs> stop being good like eight seasons ago. <laughs> like, is anybody watching? watching is anybody watching Man in the High Castle? We got like five episodes <laughs> no. in and then, and then dropped it. No, I, okay, I, I was stick so with Man with it. High Castle. No, stick with it. It is it is a slow start for season one. Okay. Um, but the storyline starts to come together and it like the end of season one has you going, okay, well now we need season two. Okay. Um, I started watching man in the high castle. was like, okay, this is a great history lesson in an alternate yeah. reality sort of way. Is it um, though? But really or did they fuck up where? all the metaphors pretty much like completely to the point where it absolutely doesn't say the same thing as the books do. You know, 
You know, we we've talked about this in my family as my <laughs> as my daughters are getting older. But you and know it's, that it's that, that whole. I know, and that... I hate it. It's why I will never enjoy anything that they have adapted by Philip well, K. Dick. The, you know, we've been talking about this with my with my daughter who's now twelve, and and so she's starting to like really, she's really like upset about the the movies that are not like the books that she. And we had a really good conversation about it because, you know, they're different. They're just different. You can't think of them as the same thing. But you're, in some cases, that's true. But in other cases, you're blatantly supposed to think they're the same thing. Well, And well, I would argue that this is one of them. But, but like, for example, um, when you're talking about a, a, a major blockbuster, which is what every movie has to be now, because otherwise there, yeah, there's, no, there's, no way, there's no way for them to, to actually make money. You know, let's uh, let's say that a book, when it came out the first year, it sold five hundred thousand copies. That's a huge win for a publisher. It's a good That's run an for a book. Amazing yeah. first year of a book. Um, if um, if five hundred thousand people went to open to the, to the to the run of a movie, they w- they would they would lose millions of dollars. So they can't they can't appeal to the fan base. Then don't adapt something that doesn't appeal to your fan base. Well, but that doesn't mean that there's not something worth exploring and telling. Then in a don't call feature. it the same thing. I think we'll that, say it's loosely that, based on not adapted. Well, I think that that's what, I mean, I think that, that comes down to semantics and that's a really mm-hmm. awful way to like go about experiencing a different Type oh, look, look, book. I think the way that they did this, they've severely fucked up all of the messages that it was trying to say. Now, this this is not saying, oh, this character was supposed to be blonde and isn't. I'm saying the core foundation of the story has been fucked beyond belief. But wait a yeah, minute. It has literally been raped exactly into oblivion. Where it's an unrecognizable thing, and it should not be called the same thing, because it's fundamentally not. But it's exactly the same thing that happened with Blade Runner, and God help me. Except for, first of all, Blade Runner is not the name of the book. So there's a a very stark separation. There's a very stark separation. In and out, yeah. Yeah, and, and I and, never said, you know, first of all, hold on, because go back for a second. I never said Blade Runner was a good example. I'm talking specifically about this one. So right. let's, let's not. Well, yeah, but Man in the High Castle, like, as, as, a, as a book, is impossible to make into anything other than a book. So don't call it So if you're trying to still illustrate some of the very interesting thematic elements that are, illustri- that are in that book, Doing doing it in a way that's more accessible to a wider and I'm saying they view. failed to do that. I don't know. I don't know that. I don't know. I haven't. I've like I said. I only watched the first five episodes. Well, so exactly. I, and and I barely got through. Uh, so so more accessible fail. Well, the, look. Know. There's there's always <laughs> BoJack Horseman. Actually, shut up. That's funny. I know. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? That's funny. <laughs> I mean, I, don't you diss Mr. Peanut Butter? Looking at my <laughs> at the list of of shows that are coming back and coming up, and I mean, it's like <sighs> it's 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 somewhat disappointing to be honest with you. Like the Orville doesn't come back until the end of December, really. Right. What sense does that make? I, I'm it just, was one of the breakout hits of last season. It did really well, despite the fact that, that it was behind a paywall. So, you know, like I, I don't know. I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm having a hard time getting excited about anything. Wait, have we not mm-hmm. talked about this in the show yet? About how Patrick Stewart is reprising his role? Uh, yeah. Did we apparently. talk about that? I, don't no, think so. I haven't talked about. We that, haven't talked no. about news since like 2016. So no. <laughs> <laughs> correct. You may be correct. Well, I mean, that's the only relevant news that there is, obviously. I, you know what? How I'm, do we feel about Jean-Luc Picard coming back? Here's the thing. I I went back, it was a while ago, I, I'm sure we talked about it on the show, I went back and watched The Next Generation, along with all the other Star Trek shows when they came out on Netflix. And the only one that really stood the test of time, and, and I felt, 
Was Deep Space Nine? No. It's not Deep Space Nine. Jesus it was, Christ. It was Next Generation. Even, Next Generation Voyager, actually is, aged really well. It aged really well. And Voyager, which is basically uh, Next Generation 1.5. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. also aged really With well. With Janeway. Yay. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> um, like, we, but do Deep we really Space want, Nine. do we really Bad. want more? I mean, it... I wouldn't say no to it at this point. Well, what are your it, options? It, what are your that options? or a shitty Star, Star Wars, Wars franchise? Oh, wait, we have that too. <laughs> well, Never I mind. Mean, example, the, the more I reflect on Star Trek Discovery, the more I... I kind of like it. It doesn't... It's not ever going to take the place in my heart that Star Trek Next Generation has. But it's... It's not. It's not as bad as. Did you my watch the whole boy. thing? Yeah, I did. I didn't my, watch it. I, I don't play it too. It's not as bad as my the the fanboy rage that that it you know completely encompasses my being. Sometimes would like to say. Um, I, I I thought we had that under control finally. It's pretty. Know, it's but, pretty easy to just not watch that. Yeah, but like. I mean, Doug Jones is fantastic. Well, Doug Jones either... is always fantastic. The man is physically incapable of being not fantastic. And some of the other, some of the other actors, like there was, there's decent stuff happening in that show. There's and there are some decent storylines and a couple of really good scripts in season it has, one. Absolutely, it has the it has the problem that so much television has these days, which is we've got to be big E epic. In order to in order to pull in in the super fans that will because sitting in a in a in a corporate boardroom somewhere there's a producer that's trying to explain to some executives that you know spending a million dollars an episode is not going to be a waste of money because it's going to draw in the the fan base and that's what's going to drive views of and and revenue so like I, I mean. I think no. that I think that there's a real there there are real things happening and I'm excited to see the second season. That's what I'm that's what I'm trying to say. But but it Maybe like, in like three years when I'm most angry. <laughs> that's never gonna happen. <laughs> Wait a minute, let me rephrase. Maybe in three years when I've built up enough of a backlog, maybe I'll just binge it when I'm really drunk. <laughs> but probably not. Well. Might not be a bad thing to do. I did want to mention uh, that Nintendo Switch uh, just announced a really cool game from uh, Square Enix Collective Whoa, and Thoughtline Games. What's happening? Called Forgotten Annie. I've never heard about this. What is it? Um, it takes place in a hidden dimension uh, where all your lost socks go. And it tells the story of how Annie and Master Banku make their way out of the Forgotten wow. Islands back into the human world. The more it's you keep really... going with this sentence, the less interesting this is to me. You got to socks, and I was like, jo checked Java, out. I think this I is a game you might out. enjoy. Eh. I was checked out at socks. <laughs> Man. <laughs> what the hell? I mean, game playing. I've been playing Fortnite. <laughs> and you should be Monopo ashamed of yourself. <laughs> I, yeah, really. It's a great way to let off some steam, and as long as you mute all the twelve-year-olds, it's okay, fine. That sounds infuriating. <laughs> That's great. I just play um, RimWorld in Skyrim now. That's all I play. It's a seven-year-old game, and it actually still holds up. I, I mean, the, I'm I'm really excited for Red Dead Redemption, which two, which is coming out this fall. Yeah, out of all the things I thought you were going to say, Dom, that was not it. No, yeah. Uh, that, was, not. that was not... I was like, oh, I, well, okay. Well, hey, you know, sounds like something I'm going to be playing. I, this, on my the sock list. dimension. You haven't intended right. to switch since when? The frickin' sock dimension. <laughs> we'll talk more about it on next week's show. Okay. The sock dimension. Sock. Jay and Natasha at Moulton, thank you guys for dropping by. Thanks for talking about what we can see at Vermont Comic Con this year. Saturday, September 15th, Sunday, September 16th. Uh, I will see you there.
Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of Granite Con, Comic Con, Plastic City Comic Con, Wolfenstein.com, Comic Art House. Visit Comic Art House for some of the best on original art. Dozens. We found Rob I know.